Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. We're in a series we're calling 2020 Vision. And last week we talked about how vision is important. Like try driving your car in the dead of winter without scraping off the ice on the windshield right? You won't get anywhere. You might get somewhere, but you might end up in a ditch or to that light pole, right? Because vision is important. That's why we take the time when you're outside in the minus 20 scraping so you can see because vision is important, not just seeing what's in front of you, but where you are going. And if vision is important, if you're going to pick up Christmas presents, driving in your car, going to pick up Christmas presents on December 24th, um, don't do that. Amazon stopped shipping by then. But um, uh, how much more is vision important for your life and my life? Not just looking at the immediate, what's around you, what you can see right now, what you're experiencing, but looking forward to the future of what vision view. Proverbs 29, 18, it says this. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In the Passion, it says this. It says, um, when there is no clear prophetic vision, in other words, a vision from God, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss will fill your heart. Without vision, people perish. But I think on the flip side, that's true. With vision, you will flourish. You will thrive. And not just any vision, but I believe a God vision for your life. I believe God has a God vision for your life for 2020, for this next decade. I believe God has good plans for you, a hope and a future. Uh, You can say, oh, I'm too young. Oh, I'm too old. No, no, no. As long as you are on this earth, God has a plan, a purpose, a destiny for you. He's got good plans for you. Hey, I want to encourage you. If you missed last week, it was so good. Um, You can listen to that on anywhere where good podcasts are found. Uh, Spotify, Apple Play, all that good stuff, or on our website. But we ended up last week with a challenge. I don't know if you've started this challenge, but we talked about for the next 10 years, uh, pray, seek God, and then write down 10 goals for the next decade. 10 goals for the next 10 years. I want to encourage you to do that, and I believe it will shape how you walk. So today, if you're taking notes, we're going to be uh, doing a message called, Do You See It? Do You See It? Now, last week, we talked about how Abram, he was, uh, he, was with his, his, uh, he was with God, and God said, look up and see. Look up from what's around you, what you see immediately, and see the vision that I have for you, the future that I have for you. And so he looked up, and he saw the land that God had prepared for him. So then he started walking in that vision. He started walking in that land. He set up his camp in that land. He didn't allow where he was looking at right now, his current circumstances, to to determine where he was going. He looked up and saw what God had for him, and he moved to that. He looked up and he saw, and then he started walking in it. So he's in this land that God had prepared for him. And he didn't have a problem with walking in that land, but he was there. He pitched, he, he put his camp down. He's, he's living in the land, but there's something up with Abram when he's in this land. 
There's something up in Abram's heart when he's in this God-given vision. He's in the land that God had prepared for him. He walked there, but there's something up. God said, he blessed the land. Hey, this is your land, and then I will give you descendants for this land. I'll give you kids. However, there, however, there was something wrong in Abram's heart. It's he didn't have any kids, He's like, okay, I got the half part of this vision. I'm walking in this land. I've, I've set up camp here. This is new, but where are my kids at? I don't have any kids. God said, fill the land with, with your descendants. He's like, I'm in this land, but I don't have any kids. I don't have anyone to carry on my name. So in Genesis 15, carry on from where we left off last week, he says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, this is how you can see that uh, he's got some, some things in his heart. Lord God, what will you give me seeing I got no children? Uh, and an heir for my house is Eliezer of Damascus. So in custom, Eliezer of Damascus was his head servant. In custom is if you didn't have any kids, your, your estate would go to um, the person who was the head of your household. So he said, uh, then Abram uh, said, look, uh, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, uh, one born in my house is my heir. So Abram's looking at his current circumstances. He's in the vision that God said. He's in this new land. But he's like, look, okay, I'm here, but I don't have any kids. There are no, there's no kids around. You said you would. And he goes here, and, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him out being God, he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And, it, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him righteousness. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you as we dive into your word, your message. Father, I thank you that you speak through me. Father, that you speak to hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have you ever had anybody say, do you see it? Do you see that? Have you ever been maybe in Banff and, and someone's like, oh, do you see it? There's an eagle. And they're like, do you see it? Do you see it? Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, okay, okay, good. Everybody's not just trying to pull me along and say, okay, look, Josiah, pay attention. Okay, but have you ever had someone say, do you see it? And you're looking and they're like, oh, man, there's an eagle with baby chicks. It's so beautiful. This is the third best thing for my kids being born. Wow. And you're like, do you see it? Do you see it? And, and you're there, and you're like, uh, no. And they're like, but it's right there. Look, like, look in the tree right there. Do you see it? And you're like, uh, no. They're like, but it's there. Look, it's so amazing. The chicks, oh, they're feeding the chicks. Do you see it, Josiah? And you're like, oh, yeah, wow. But you don't see it? And then they're like, they're like, you, you don't see it. Get over here. Get over here. And they, like, make you come really, really close. And they're like, okay, come really close. Look, Josiah, look where my arm is pointing. And they make you come over here. And they're like, look up there. And then I come over and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. But it was there the whole time. But because I was over here, there was something blocking my vision. There was a tree in my way. That there was something there for me to see, but it was blocking my vision. That it was blocking uh, me being able to see. And I think this can happen for our lives as well, for the vision for our lives. That God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that I have good plans for you, a hope, a future. And in his word, he, he has promises for you. He says, the finished works of Jesus. And then God says, do you see it? But you're like, uh, no, not really. Right? Or maybe there was a chat when we challenged last week, hey, go home, uh, pray, spend time with God, write down your 10 for 10, and you pull out your pen like your good one. You get your good notebook that you only write like the really important things that you've had for four years, but you've never found anything to write in it yet. You pull it out, and then you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see what God has for me. Or, or maybe you hear a message like last week and, and about God's vision. You're like, ah, I don't see that. I don't necessarily see that for me. Or, or maybe it's not just in one, it's you see it in just one area of your life. Like you see, okay, God can provide me peace in this area. But I don't see it when God's saying that he'll provide someone for me for a relationship. Or when, when God says, hey, I'm going to provide all your needs. I don't see that. I don't see that. Have you ever been there, honestly? I know I have. Where I see it in God's word or I hear an awesome message and, and, and they're talking about what's there. And I'm like, uh, I don't see it. Or maybe you might be like, okay, you hear God's good, God's good. You've been a Christian for so long. Maybe eventually you're like, yeah, God's good. But you don't see it. You don't see it. I think everyone to an extent has this in their life where they're like looking at the eagle, where they're, they're looking, but they don't see it. And I think it's not just uh, a tree in the way, but I think what can be in the way, there are things that can get in the way that block our vision, being able to see clearly what God has for us. It could be disappointment. You've been disappointed by people, or maybe you've even maybe felt disappointed by God. Something's happened that maybe shouldn't have. So when you, when you say, when, God, when someone says, do you see it? And you're like, ah, I don't. Or maybe hurt is in the way, blocking. And when, when God says, hey, I've got good relationships for you, and you're like, ah, I don't see it because these people really hurt me. I don't trust these people because this happened to me before. I think even sometimes destructive habits can, can get in the way and, and block us from what God has for our lives, whether it's addiction maybe substance abuse, maybe porn. God says, do you see it? Do you see what I have done for you? But what's taking up your time or ta uh, blocking from you being able to see is those destructive habits. Or maybe some more socially acceptable destructive habits. Like addicted to just social media and, and just having that image, having that likes, and you're so full in your day and so busy, so noise, 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 
that you just don't have time to see it. Or addict, I think another one is like workaholism. One of the most glorified addictions in North America of just working so much that you just don't have time to see what God has. I think another one could be just current situations. Now, there's just so much chaos going on. So much challenge going on. And when you hear God is good or God has you, and maybe you know, like you believe, yeah, there's, there's an eagle in the tree. Yeah, I, I believe you, but I don't see it. Right? Maybe it's current bills, pressures. Maybe it's health. Maybe the economy. Maybe something with your family. Another one could be uh, that could block your view is delay. Things taking longer than you thought. This is taking longer. I'm like, this should happen by now. Or I think another one is my own strength. Trying to do everything and make everything happen that God says is for you, but trying to do it in my own. Like forcing, this is, I'm going to have peace. Or I'm going to love people on my own. But you see it, but you don't really see it. It could be many different things. We can be all right in one area of seeing the vision God has for our life, but limited in other areas. I was recently talking with someone, an example of this is I was recently talking with someone who, when, when they heard about God the Father, they couldn't see it. There was a disconnect. Why? Because of their past experience, some past hurt, where their father, their earthly father, wasn't that loving or that, that the best father he could be. The dude did his best, but he couldn't see God as the good father. Why? Because of his past experiences. You know, I think the good news, though, is that we don't have to settle for that. We don't have to just stay there of where there are things that are blocking your view, your vision from what God has for you. There is freedom for your life, for you to live that wide open, spacious life God has prepared for you, no matter your past, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through, what challenges. Remember Abram, the guy we talked about not too long ago? God gave him a vision for the future to have descendants, to fill the land. And he walked into that land, but with no problem. He had no problem walking into this new land. He's like, hey, I love real estate. Bring it on. I'm going to set up camp. This is great. And, and it's good. And he had just no problem. However, when it came to the kids, came to descendants, I think something was blocking his vision from being able to see what God had prepared for him. There was something in the way. When God said, hey, descendants, there's like, uh, I don't see it. Yet, with the land, he was just fine with. Uh, it was take, I think the, what was blocking was it was taking longer than he had thought, a delay. And the current situation uh, where there was no kids, he saw no kids. The delay and current situation limited his vision. So when God said, don't be afraid, I'm your shield, your, uh, your exceedingly great reward. And he, it's like God said, can you see it? And Abram said this, Abram said, Lord, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And uh, the heir of my house is my servant. Abram says, how will you reward me when I have no kids? He didn't see it. He couldn't see it. Abram saying, look at my current situation. I got an empty tent. 
Like there's, there's me and my wife. I'm looking around. This is all what I have. I can see the tent where I'm at. And God said, can you see it? And he's like, um, no. Um, not really. That all what Abram saw in that tent was what he did in his own ability, in his own strength, in the vision that God had for him, right? He set up that tent in his own strength. So he's looking at the surrounding area and this tent that he set up. All what Abram sees is that immediate, what's immediate around him in his own strength, that tent. But then God says something, and I think this is, this is pretty key, is that God says, come over here. He calls Abram, come over here. The scripture says, then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven and count the stars. If you are, uh, are able to number them, and he said to him, so shall be your descendants. And he believed the Lord, and he, and he accounted it to him righteousness. God got Abram's position to be changed. Just like when, when my friend was like, look at the eagle, and I'm like, oh, I don't see it. And they said, no, 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 come over here. And he moved my position so I could move out of the way. With God, with Abram, he said, hey, come over here. Come this way. God invited Abram. He said, God invited Abram out of his tent, not looking at his own, the emptiness of his circumstances, not looking at what he could do in his own strength, that little tent. He said, come out here, come this way. And he gave him a different perspective, a different vantage point, where he looked up and he saw only what God could do. He saw the stars in the sky, something that Abram couldn't do. It was beyond what he could do in his own ability so that he could see. God removed Abram out of that situation to position him to be able to see. You guys following me? God changed Abram's position to get the barriers out of the way. For him to have, to be filled with the God vision so that it wasn't what his vision, his natural sight wasn't what wasn't there or what he had done setting up that tent in his own ability. God invited him outside, out of what he can do, out of his current circumstances, to look up and see what only God could do, to expand what he had done. God changed Abram's position so that his vision would not be limited, so that he could see what only God could do. What I find interesting is that Abram wasn't like, okay, I don't see it, let's move. God was the inviter. He invited Abram to come with him outside to see a new perspective. I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I see things and, I, and maybe I'm having trouble seeing it, I got to try really hard or I try to do it on my own or I try to make it. But where it's actually God is actually just inviting us to come to him to come to him and to get the right perspective. Not for us to just figure out, how can I see this? Or how can I get to the point? All what we have to do, I believe, is what Abram did, is he just responded to, uh, to God. And then he followed him for a new perspective. God invited Abram, and Abram responded. I believe God is inviting us. 
And now I believe this whole thing with Abram is a type and shadow of what Jesus has done today. Ephesians 2, it talks about how we are now actually seated with Christ in heavenly places. That your position now has been changed where you can see clearly, see light, where you can see that wide open spacious life. And because Jesus changed our position, moving from the tent of self-effort us trying to become, do it, trying to meet the law, trying to meet the requirements that were never meetable. Jesus moved our position. Now we are seated with Christ so that we can now see what God has, not on our own efforts, but just simply by him inviting us, saying, hey, come to me, come to me. And when you come to him, I believe then you'll be able to see what he has that you'll be able to see all that he has. Because you are prepared for good works. You are his masterpiece, prepared for good works. Your position has changed because what God has done. Today, God has good plans for you, a hope and a future. He has a 2020 vision for you. The uh, vision and plans for you for this next decade. And there may be things that God says in his word and and that he has for you, but you're like, uh, I don't see it. And it may be because of hurt, maybe because of past disappointment, maybe because delay, because you've been waiting for that and it's taking longer, maybe destructive habits or self-effort. And when God says, do you see it? And you say, um, no. I believe God invites us like he invited Abram when he couldn't see it. God invites us to come to him. Because when we come to him, he will heal us. He will bring freedom. He will, he will fix those disappointments. He will heal those hurts. He'll bring freedom from destructive habits, from self-effort. You know, Matthew 11 says this. It says, this is Jesus speaking. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. For me, this sounds very similar to what God did with Abram. Come to me. Come with me. And when you do, I believe when you come to God in those times where it's like, oh, I don't see it. Rather than running away or just trying to do it on our own, we can come to him. Because Jesus invites us. And in doing so, he'll bring healing. He'll bring freedom. And will show you the life and plans he has for you. That, that if something's blocking your vision, blocking you seeing what Jesus has for you, the finished works, he invites you, come to me. When you're like, do you see, do you see it? Uh, he's like, come to me. And when you do, then he'll be able to show you what he has in Jesus' name. Jesus is inviting you, come to me, and I will show you. Would you stand with me? You know, God loves you so much. He gave his son Jesus so that you could be reunited with God seated with God in heavenly places so that you could see everything that God has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God knows the plans that he has for you, 
good. They're a hope and a future. He's got good plans. And as long as you are on this earth, as long as you are on this earth, God has a plan, a purpose for you. You're not too young, not too old, not too late to the game. No, no, no. You're perfectly right where God has for you. And he will use you in the plans that he has. God has a God-given vision for you, a 2020 vision, not limited by your current circumstances, not limited by your past, not limited by what has happened to you or what has been done to you or what you're experiencing. God has a God-given vision, a hope and a future for you. And we have the opportunity, just like Abram when he was in the tent, just looking at what he could do on his own, which was this little tent that was empty. Instead, we can respond to Jesus when he says, come to me. We can respond to him and come to him. So then when he says, do you see it? No, 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 come closer, come closer. Like, look where my arm's pointing, come closer. And when we go, and I believe the closer we get, as we lean in, as he's pointing, I believe then we will see what God has for us. And what he has for you is better than anything you could plan for yourself. It's better than anything you could conjure up or work really hard for. He's got good plans for you because he loves you so much. I feel like, you know, God has not forgotten about you. I feel like there's someone here, they feel like God has forgotten about me. God has not forgotten about you. He loves you so much. You're right where you need to be. Don't be beating up yourself. You're right where you need to be. Now, all you have to do is just respond to him when he's saying, come to me, come to me, so that he can show you the vision that he has for you, the plans, and you can walk in it. Would you close your eyes for a minute, just for a moment of privacy for those around you? First, I want to give an opportunity. If you're here and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, said, Jesus, I want to do life with you. Or maybe you, years ago you did, but then you've, you've sort of drifted away. You've drifted away a bit, but today you want to respond to Jesus when he says, come to me. Come out of your tent, your own self-effort, because I want to show you something. If you're here today and you say, Josiah, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life, would you just raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you, but would you just raise your hand and we'll pray all together. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I see that. I see that. Awesome. Would everybody just repeat this after me? Lord Jesus, thank you for how you loved me, how much you care for me. Today, I'm responding. When you said come, Lord, I'm here. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Show me the vision you have for me. Thank you for taking away all my sins, all my past, and giving me a hope, a future, peace, purpose, and freedom in you. In Jesus' name.
hey, I want to encourage you. God loves you so much. He has good plans for you. This next decade, 2020, as we go into it, it will be your best decade ever if you respond to him. When you come out of your tent, when, jo- when, when Jesus says, come to me, look, do you see it? And you respond and you say, I'm coming, I'm coming. And you lean closer in and you see what God has for you. In Jesus' name.